Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? gibberish or do you really know what you're talking about so hello and welcome to episode four looking at the fourth doctor in his first story so i'm in a very happy happy place tonight yes this is your your this is your childhood isn't it and to be very fair it's also so. my my childhood as well because although i i well, the first doctor who i watched was um john pertwee um, it's like I think Toya says in the modern thirties of Tardis and it's like we were we were sort of commiserating where John Pert was died, John Pert and then a week later, John Who yeah. because of Tom Baker and it's watching this story again you just realise what an assured start. In fact this whole season is is one of my favourite complete seasons of Doctor Who Ditto. season twelve. Ditto. Yeah. I so wish I'd got the Blu ray when it came yeah, out. It, it, I... it is a nice Blu ray set and I I was watching it, uh, got the Blu-rays out and sort of watched watched the Blu-rays and then started watching some extras and watching the making of and that. And it was it, it was a thoroughly enjoyable evening spent mm. with sort of a childhood hero. I do get a warm glow when I watch any of the early Tom Bakers. Yeah, like Toya yeah. said, like we said before, you know, I, I can remember just being horrified that John Pertwee transformed into yes. this person. And, but then I think by the end of Robot... At the end of that month of watching yeah. this, D- yeah. Tom Baker is Doctor Who, isn't it? It's like John Who, you know. Yeah, this, these are the first sort of where I've got because I got I've got memories of John Pertwee and bits and flashes, and this is the first time where like I remember being out in the street and playing Doctor Who with me mates, and it was this season, mm. and I can remember um, what, rushing home, and I think it must have been episode three, the start of, because it's where the robot comes out. And Sergeant Ben's shooting at that, you know, it's tanking about. And uh, I remember I almost didn't get to see it because we'd gone to a jumble sale, if anyone remembers jumble sales, uh, with my mum and dad. And it was like, I remember saying to them, we've got to get, got to get back, Doctor Who. And we just got back inside to see the titles and watch the episode. And I got a vivid memories of that. It's, it's really, it's, I've not got many, but yeah, mm. it's definitely, it must have, that robot must have impressed me as a kid. Mm. He, yeah, well, well, we'll be talking yeah. about him in a minute. But I thought before we start talking about him and this story, I thought we haven't done it yet on this show, but I think this is the point where we should start doing it. And that's actually just rating the order that we uh, uh, prefer the Doctors as we encounter each one. All right. All right. OK. Yeah. So so I'll, I'll go first. Right now, it's very simple. I go four, three, two, one. That's the order of, oh, right. of, of my preference for the doctors. Now I know yours is different. Yeah, mine's different. So, so my mine fluctuates depends on how much cheese I've eaten. I think so. One, my favourite is one. I love William Hartnell. Um, my second favourite. Okay, I, yeah, I, I reckon I'll go. Well, of the of the four we've watched, I'd say Tom Baker, then John Pertwee, then Pat Trout. 
because the, 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 these can, you know, as we go through, we can yes, actually adjust these, of course. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Yeah. Tom, Tom Baker was, um, I think, because he played it for such a long period of time, and it was my formative years. He, yeah, he, he does hold a special place. He did dilute a little bit towards the end. He's not perfect, um, mm. but yeah, he is. He grabs your attention as soon as he's on screen. Mm. We said before, didn't we, on Blake Seven in character that you know, uh, you know, if for instance there hadn't been a series four and it had ended with Terminal, you know, where you haven't got the watering down yeah. of the season four. Uh, or, or the changing of the characters like Avon, for example, you know, you you, you, you would hold, you know, your, your memory of that character far yes. more, you know, strongly. And I think that might be the case if Tom had <coughs> actually done like five years instead of seven yeah. years or you, something Can you imagine like if that. he'd have finished the key to time hmm. and, and they'd have written in at the end when he puts the key back together for some reason, a Black Guardian or so, and he has to regenerate at the end of that. Yeah, you would have had five absolutely cracking seasons of mm. Doctor Who. I mean, I, I, my favourite era is definitely the Hinchcliffe, mm. Robert Holmes era as, as a whole um, because it just hangs together so well. It's just absolute perfection. Um, I know this is more Barry Letts than, than Philip Hinchcliffe and he was shadowing at the time. Um, so this is, this is sort of the, the odd one out isn't it of of Tom Baker's? Yes. Um, well, it, it's that tradition, isn't yeah. it? When, when when there's a change of Doctor, the old production team are still making it. So they yes, made yeah. the beginning of Robot as they were doing Planet of Spiders. So you did have this transition period of producers and script editors and etc. Yeah. And stuff, it, it, so. it, again, we we mention that so often that the way they made Doctor Who and television in general back then was mad and can you imagine it now because the outgoing producers would because everything was done ahead they would be the ones that cast the doctor that car uh, that choose the stories for the first season that choose the writers so the incoming production team for their first season really they they've not made any of these choices so it must have been incredibly difficult for like philip hinchcliffe coming in not having chosen his doctor not having mm chosen the stories not really having any say in any of it but you then know. he's got to make it good yeah yeah he's got to make it good and to be fair it's a it's, this is a, a, a brilliant season <coughs> absolutely amazing um, it I, I mean you know my my, my my DVD collection is nowhere near as extensive as yours yeah. but from, from somewhere I can't remember where I'm missing a couple of John Pertwee's but I've got a solid run yeah. on my shelf John Pertwee through Tom Baker and it's only towards the end that there are gaps which yeah. I will be filling in at some point but yeah no that yeah 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 I'm un, unbroken my line yeah. of uh, DVDs are on the shelf yeah and it, it, it's one of those I think season 12 is one of those where like I watched this and then I immediately thought oh should I watch Ark in Space mm. and I know if I'd have watched Ark in Space I'd have gone oh it's got to be the experiment. experiment yeah, yeah. and it's, it's a season that that drags you in and it, it, there is almost—it's almost like a modern show, isn't it? This season twelve, because it is a running theme, yes. sort of through it all that links it all together. Yeah, it's it, it's it's so well done, and especially considering, you know, the budget had been slashed. There was no money. Uh, Doctor Who at that point was considered tired, and mm. no one really wanted to take it over. It was 
I think as Philip Hinchcliffe says, it was a hot potato at the BBC. No one wanted to touch it. Mm. Um, so it, this should have been a, a shoddy season. This should have been like Sylvester McCoy's first season where nothing quite works and it took him a while to bed in. But everyone hits hits the ground running. Tom Baker, I mean, it's, I mean everyone sort of, certainly when up to sort of classic, it was always considered that Tom Baker's first story. He's so silly in it. He's so silly. And you watch it now and he's not compared to any of the others like nope. Sylvester McCoy or you know even the new doctors now. It's 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 a it's a a funny performance, but he's also dead serious as well in the way he's doing it. It's I've I have i have got yeah. here eyes bulging, babbling, then dead serious. Yeah. You, you, you've beaten to me it, yeah. it, and, and it and it it all works. He can yeah. switch Oh yeah, on a, on a sixpence he can he can turn. He's such a good actor, Tom Baker. Such such presence and such. such... He was going for it, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Be, be, because you know he needed the part. You know he was yep. working on a building site, wasn't he? Yeah, you know, he, he was he out was... of work, and he gives it his all. Oh, and boy, does it come across. I've got no jumble sale story or yep. recollection to do with robots. Um, I just remember from my childhood. Uh, the robot being the uh, Weetabix card. Yes. I remember that. The Typhoo T. Yes, yeah, uh, the Typhoo hexagonal cards. Those hexagonal weird. cards. Back when people bought tea, not tea yeah. bags, but you bought tea. Loose tea. And you had a yeah. tea strainer yeah. until and the of, Federation took them away. And of course, the toy. The, uh, yes. yeah, the, the doll. The, yeah, the Dennis Fisher doll. Yeah, I, I, I remember the Dennis Fisher doll and immediately sort of breaking the shoulders off and that. I wish I'd have kept it though. Uh, how, I, how many did you have? Did, did you I, just have the robot? No, I, I had. Uh, so it's really weird. I mean, it's a strange story. So really weirdly, I was I'd gone to my friend's house, and I was walking back from my friend's house, and in the gutter was a Tom Baker doll that only had his trousers on, and the the bum of the trousers had been worn through. Don't know what he'd been doing. Don't know what he'd been up to. And I, this was like a brand new doll, but was missing all its stuff. So I don't know whether someone had stolen it or something. And it was like, oh my God, Doctor Who doll. So I looked into it and it was like, there's a whole range of these. So one by one, the only one I didn't have was Leela, which, you know, at that point you'd go, ugh. Well, it, wasn't the, it, it, it wasn't the best of dolls, was it? No, Leela it doll With that fair. fright wig. Yeah, it was a bit, a bit scary. But I had the rest. I had the TARDIS, I had the Dalek, I had the Cyberman. Cyberman was very lackluster and his silver immediately came off as soon as you started playing mm. with him but i love that robot because um, at the time these dolls were so accurate weren't they they was like amazing but then they were yeah they, they definitely were yeah. yeah yeah i never owned them but um I, I eventually i did own one and that was because in my college years so sometime 78 to 81 yeah I used to go down to the train station to catch the train to college and used to walk past a paper mill. Um, And my sister worked in the paper mill and she said, oh, there's a bookshop that, you you know, it's such a massive paper mill. It would have worked brilliantly as a Blake 7 location. It looked, if you imagine one of those gas works, that's what it looked like. And they had their own bookshop, a staff bookshop. And she said, they're selling things off cheap in there. So one day on my way back from college, I went in there and they had some of the... uh, I don't know why, but the Doctor Who yeah dolls were in there. And, yeah, and I bought the Cybermen. I can remember taking it home, and I can remember... God, I was a bloody idiot. I, I cut its nose off, because it had a <laughs> nose, didn't it? 
Yeah, if that if they, if the nose offends thee, cut it off. Yeah, um, it had a nose. It was such a weird doll. It had no hands because they were the suit was just ended in straight sleeves sewn up. It was really mm. weird. Um, it was a great figure. I loved it. But yeah, the, it immediately also like everything broke on it straight away. Yeah. It was so flimsy. Um, but it's weird that you were, you went for that and not Tom Baker. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I, I love the aliens, and I've always yeah. loved the Cybermen. But I can remember cutting the nose off and immediately regretting it because you could still see imagine, that he yeah. had a nose because the plastic yeah, it changes was color, a different colour yeah. <laughs> to the outer surface. And I think I lost interest almost immediately after that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, so let's get on with Robot. Let's get on with the story. Yes, and, yeah. and, and it sets off... I mean, we've got a brand new Doctor. We've got a brand new opening credits. And I'm thinking this might be my favourite yes. ever ones, the slit-scan ones. I agree. The slit-scan tunnel is... I mean, the, the, the John Pertwee's last season titles were okay. They'd go in the right direction. This one, it's perfection. Mm. Um, yeah, is it Bernard Bernard Lodge, wasn't it? Did it? That's it was right. Ab- absolutely amazing, using the same slit scan that they used on two thousand and one. Mm. Um, yeah. Super. Until you notice the uh, the missing bit, and then then you'll never watch it the same again. In in the bottom left hand corner, there's a bit missing where it went wrong. I've never noticed. Yeah, that. and there's like a black splodgy stain on it. And oh, is it? No- yeah. As soon as you notice it, you cut your eyes are drawn to it. Really weird. Oh. I tell you what I like about it as well is even though I, I I think you know the first two Doctors opening credits were wonderful the the, the the you know the wispy bit before you get into the theme yeah you know that 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 ethereal wispy thing I love this one where it, you go straight in the dung dung yeah you, you know it's immediate isn't it yeah there's a sting boom straight in uh, also um, the best logo I think the diamond mm. logo best logo yeah absolutely yep. love it totally agree. Um, and yeah, there he is, straight from the get-go. There we've got Tom, and he's yeah. firing all four cylinders. This is, if anybody ever thinks about Tom Baker as the Doctor, here he is. Yes. You, you, you know, from absolutely the get-go. It, he is fully formed. He has created his persona. But of course, that's not difficult, because we've said before, the Doctor is Tom Baker, Tom yes. Baker is the Doctor. Yeah, there was a, there was a fag paper between them, wasn't there? there was, I mean, yeah, I think the only thing... Tom Baker did to curtail or change his behaviour to play the Doctor was he stopped smoking, stopped drinking in public, and stopped swearing in yeah. public, and that was it. That's the only difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love it. I love it. I love the fact that he's referencing back to John Pertwee. You've got yeah. some lines from Invasion of the Dinosaurs, and I love that thing where he's saying, "I tell you, the Brigadier, the Brontosaurus is da da da," and then there's a beat and a pause as Harry Sullivan yeah. comes in and stupid he goes yep. upon seeing Harry Sullivan, and of course we've got the wonderful, wonderful, sublime um, Harry. Yeah, we? Harry. I I adore Harry. Uh, a great actor, Ian Marta. Brilliant, brilliant guy. Um, unfortunately, died very young from uh, uh, diabetes. Which, mm. having got diabetes myself, it's always a always a bit poignant. And also, yeah. my name's Ian. Ian Marta. Um, yeah, Harry is superb. I love Harry. I think he's one of the best companions ever. Reminds me of uh, Ian Chesterton. Yes, a little bit. And I I think the same the same reason they brought him in is why they brought Ian Chesterton in was that they were anticipating the Doctor being a bit of an older figure so they wanted someone that could you know do the dust-ups but he he plays you can tell that that Ian Marta uh, Liz Sladen and Tom Baker immediately became firm friends because even in these early scenes the rapport between Mm. them 
and Tom Baker and Ian Marta, they've got some lovely scenes in this first episode, and they're they're absolutely they're sparking off each other. Mm. And Ian Marta's such I mean he there's not a, he doesn't put a foot wrong in this performance. No. The 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 wordplay is spot on. The timing, the comedic timing the man had is just amazing. And he's charming, isn't he? He's absolutely old school he's charming. charming. Yeah, With he's the, really. I don't know how old he was when he made this. He couldn't have been that old. He must he have been twenties. Well, I think he was about thirty-two, wasn't he? Yeah, early thirties. But you know, nobody, nobody pulls off. I say better yeah. than Harry Sullivan and Terry Thomas. They're about the yes, two best people yeah. who are going. Oh, I say. Yes, yeah. it's it, he's he's superb. And he, he he litters his his talk with these old world, you know sort of old girl old boy yes brilliant i mean especially like in um i love the 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 scene in um ark in space where the doctor mentions he says uh is it have you heard of the euphrates or whatever and he goes one of our frigates <laughs> it's brilliant <laughs> it's it's just you know uh it's superb absolutely superb. i love i love harry so yeah so immediately we're we're rocking aren't we we've we are certainly rocking. We are. Um, a question I, I asked you last time, we might as well do it now while we're effusive over Harry. Um, can you name your favourite Fourth Doctor companion or companion team? Uh, uh, my favourite would be Harry and Sarah together. Um, followed, by f- followed by Leela. Followed you know, yeah, followed by Leela. I think Louise Jameson is superb, great actress, um, very uh, easy on the eye. <laughs> as well, mm. um, yeah, I love it. Uh, so, what other companions did we have? So we had Romana Mark One. She was alright. Yeah. Bit, lo- bit aloof. Didn't really, didn't really. Uh, no, I, li- I, li- I like Roman. Romana. Yeah, I, I, I like one. her now. She didn't really gel with me as a kid. I never liked Romana Two as no. a kid, but I do like her now. I think again, you can, you can appreciate her absolute wittiness and intelligence now, which I couldn't as a kid. I just thought she was a bit up her own backside as a kid mm. um, and then we get into uh, Adric oh dear mm. Nyssa oh dear Tegan. Tegan oh dear mm. what's it the does... common denominator there yeah, yeah, all, yeah, yeah. all introduced under J&T yes um, yeah but, but yeah I think or... I think Harry and Harry and uh, uh, Sarah and the Doctor a team made in heaven That's... excellent Right. Okay, well, let's get into it, because shortly after that, we get our... um, It's the first time we've got the robot. It's really uh, a really nifty POV shot. Yes, it's obviously obviously a bit of of shower uh, cubicle wall (laughs) stuck over the camera. (laughs) That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, it does do it. Yeah, it's like nowadays we do it all CGI or whatever. It's meant to be pixelated, isn't it? It's just not. Um, These are the only bits that that don't really gel with me because when we finally do see the robot the nimbleness and the way it's moving here do not match what we see later on i love the way it manages to creep up silently behind one of the guards in this bit and yet when we see it it's a noisy clank it's clanking isn't it yeah it's amazing do you know how they did the effect of the pov I, i just imagine they put a bit of thing in front of the camera i don't know yeah, no, that the, the, to to get him up high like that, they had a camera up um, raised up on its stand, you know, right. to maximum height, and then you had a very tall actor by the name of John East who was standing behind the camera, and he was operating the claw arms. Oh right, yeah. So that's how they did that. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it, it creeps up on that guard. It kills the guard. I mean, it's not explicit, um, but yeah. you know, the, the, the robot has got a bit of a death tally. Yeah, he kills quite a few story. people. He's a bit of a strangler. I think we should mention here as well, we might, I, I suppose you might mention it in um, behind the scenes, but of course, the, this is the first time we see location footage on video. Yes, in yeah, this trailer. is the first story yeah. where, where everything was done on video. Yeah. It was um, technology. It yeah, it connect technology and moved on, and it hangs together better, I think. It's not quite as jarring. We don't get that horrible yeah. jarring that we get in Who and Blake 7, where yes. you go from um, film to video. Um, yes. <coughs> yeah, so it's there. It kills this guard. I don't know if it yeah. kills the dog. There is a dog. Uh, well, it does. Uh, the dog goes, so I imagine yeah. it does. He trod on it, I reckon. Yeah. could be, because uh, it dies very quickly. It does, <laughs> As soon yeah. as it's off screen. Yeah. And uh, it steals these plans yes. for a new disintegrator gun. Um, and we've just briefly stopped talking about Harry Sullivan, but we've got to come back now because it's the outright classic scene yes. next where Harry comes in and he finds the doctor trying to get into the TARDIS. There you are. Now come along, doctor. You're supposed to be in the sick bay. Am I? Don't you mean the infirmary? No, I do not mean the infirmary. I mean the sick bay. You're not fit yet. Not fit. I'm the doctor. No, doctor. I'm the doctor, and I say that you're not fit. You may be a doctor, but I'm the doctor. The definite article, you might say. Look here, doctor. You're not fit. Not you... fit. Not fit. Of course I'm fit. All systems go. Look. Heart speed? I say, I don't think that could be right. Both a bit fast, are they? Well, I don't. Still, must be patient. A new body is like a new house. Takes a little bit of time to settle in. As for the physiognomy, well, nothing's perfect. Have to take the rough with the smooth. Mind you, I think the nose is a definite improvement. As for the ears, well, I'm not too sure. Tell me, quite frankly, what do you say to the ears? Well, I really don't know. Well, of course you don't. Why should you? You're a busy man. You don't want to stand here burbling about my ears, neither here nor there. I can't waste any more time. Things to do, places to go. I'm a busy man too, you know. Thank you for the most interesting conversation. Must be on my way. There's absolutely no question of you leaving, Doctor. Now you go back to the infirmary. I mean the sick bay. Get into bed and stay there until I say that you can get up. How can I prove my point? I, f I feel I ought to warn you, Doctor, that there's great danger of myocardial infarction, not to speak of pulmonary embolus. Yes, I should, I should. Mother, mother, I feel sick. Send for the doctor. Quick, quick, quick. Mother, dear, shall I die? Yes, my darling, by and by. One, two, three, four. Yeah, this is, this is, um, this is one they rightfully tend to show in clips programs because it's it's witty it's really well staged as well um very very cleverly done i mean what i, I love the uh no doctor i'm the doctor <laughs> it's it's you might superb. be a doctor yeah. but i'm the doctor the definite yeah. article you might say and again it's really nice to go back to a time when the regeneration was a matter-of-fact thing and it wasn't played you know, oh, re regeneration and instability, acting, uh, it's like, I've changed, I'm 
yeah, okay, I'm fine now. I like that. Just get it done. We'll get into this as we go through this show, but this is a major problem I've got with New yep. Who is the regeneration scenes. I mean, you yep. know, when Peter Capaldi regenerated, he got a br- he got an extra story out of it yep. where he meets up with the first Doctor. Then he goes back into the TARDIS and we have a whole, what, 10-minute monologue about yep. be kind to each other, dot, dot, dot. And it's like, oh, for God's sake, get on with it. Yes. It's, I mean, I, I do like his be kind speech, but yeah... The, I mean, the, the the regeneration, we've already gone past it, but the regeneration is is a simple crossfade. That's it. That's all yeah. you need. Yeah. You don't need the TARDIS being destroyed. You don't need... Who is this person? We As kids, we knew who this person was. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. Everybody had got used to the idea of regenerations by then, yeah. hadn't they? You exactly, know? yeah. People just took it in their stride. It was like, the Doctor's regenerated. Get in there. He takes like, it in his yeah. stride he because you've got... And everyone yeah. around him does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, Tom's straight off. He, he, yeah. He's striding. He's jogging on the spot. Not fit. Yeah. Not fit. <laughs> I say he goes, Harry, as yeah. he's watching yeah. all this. And, and we've got the karate in of the brick. Yeah, I um, wish they had had a bit of foley work there. When the the the, uh, the wooden brick, the balsa wood brick, hits the floor and sounds amazingly like a balsa wood brick hitting the floor. That wasn't in the script. That was something yeah. that they just came up with uh, 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 during awesome. rehearsals yeah. and stuff, you see. Yeah, yeah. And I do like the Terence Dix... Uh, dig at John Pertwee about yes. the nose. The yeah, nose is a, a complete improvement. I mean, it's just sparkling. I remember showing this one to our son when you know he started watching Doctor Who when he was like four, and I remember you know just watching his reaction, and he just was beaming all the way yeah. through this, you know. And, and I and think I'd... I think that's what happens in it. As soon as Tom Baker smiles, so he's looking in the mirror and he says, "He says, oh, nose is a definite improvement." But the ears, and then he just beams, and that's it. You're set up then. It's like yeah. I'm happy now. I can see why you know yeah. children were entranced by oh, him. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, oh blimey, uh, wonderful. Um, we've got another POV straight after that because uh, the robot goes off and kills a guard, yes. the guard who's reading the magazine. That's John Scott Martin. It is little Dalek operator John. The Scott little Martin. Dalek operator. Yes, he played lots of Daleks. He played a Zabi. He was a mechanoid yep. and all sorts of other things. Um, he had hair to rival Professor Kettlewell as well. He, he? he is like K- Professor Kettlewell's kid brother or something. Yes. yes. Um, we've next got the Doctor's outfit scene, which is a little bit silly, but um... compared to now, though, it's not that silly. I remember, I remember when I first got this on VHS, and I, I watched this scene. I thought, oh no, it's spoiled. It's silly, and you watch it now, and it's it's okay. I can I can allow for this few seconds of silliness because it wouldn't have made very good viewing if he'd have gone in and it took him 10 minutes to change hmm. and come out but again i love the fact that it's like so he goes in he's a viking he comes out he's a, you know a, a jack of hearts he goes back in, and then when he comes out in the uh, the scarf and and uh, hacking jacket and the brig just goes yep that'll do yeah that'll do so no, it's the brigadier's yeah. it, the, the brigadier is responsible for the fourth doctor's yes, look exactly but now you would get a whole speech about how the jacket was actually uh, Pope John the Second's. Yeah. I remember having a party with him, and that's when he gave me the jacket. And these shoes, do you see these shoes? These were Hitler's shoes. And it's just, I grabbed this stuff, and that it it is so refreshing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's good stuff. Well, they go off and they find, you know, to check out the scene of the crime. Um, you've got a dandelion that's yes. been crushed by something that 
must have weighed a quarter of a ton. Yeah. Um, in the oh. meantime, Sarah has gone off. I, yeah. That's what but I like about Sarah Jane is she's separate from the doctor. Yeah, she's you know? she's she's um, separate. She's going on around. What I love about this scene when they go off and look at the crime scene though is that immediately the doctor separates himself. So he's he's looking at something that they think is inconsequential, mm-hmm. and it, it it's all it's almost the fourth doctor is summed up in that one little scene, mm. and it's it's such such well scripted again Terence Dix, so I mean so underrated in the real world, mm. he should he should have been regarded as one of our great writers. Yeah, uh, yeah. unfortunately he chose to do science fiction, and that meant no one took him seriously. Yeah, yeah. No, he, you're, you're right. I mean, all the way through this, he is aloof. He's yeah. he, he's in the back of the jeep. He's you can you can feel his, his itch to leave, can't you? Yeah, he you doesn't really want to be no. there. No, no. And at the same time, as I say, Sarah's gone off because she yes, is a journalist. Yeah. She, um, is, she, yeah. she She's not like, you know, Joe Grant who will just follow the doctor around yeah. wherever he goes. And she's got this idea to check out this think tank. Um, and she's sniffing around about the disintegrator gun and finds Professor Kettlewell's lab. Yes. Um, and we move on from that. The unit have predicted the next place and they've staked it out and via CSO, the robot comes up yeah. through the floor. You know it's yeah, CSO because yeah. there's no way anyone's <laughs> going to come up through a real floor. Well, I, I would just love to see someone in that robot suit try and get out of a hole in the floor. Mm. <laughs> that would be hilarious, I think. I would like to know how the robot gets to these places and nobody spots it. I know it's night time, but he's clanking down the roads. Yes. Yeah. Well, they in the, the the previous scene they they sort of say that uh, something very heavy, a vehicle that's very heavy. So presumably they're transporting it on a a, a flatbed or something. But oh, can you nice. just imagine Jellico, you know, trying to get that off with a pump truck or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And next we've got, yes, Professor Kettlewell. Yes. Oh, he's superb, this little fellow, isn't he? He's he brilliant. is barkingly mad, this yeah. guy. You know, I would love to have seen him as the Doctor. Can you oh, imagine him as the Doctor? Doctor, yeah. And oh, his hair. What? That, that's real hair. That's real yes, hair. That's yes, that's his real hair. Because in the making of, they sort of say that when he came in for the uh, the interview, and he said, I can do this with my hair if you want mad, and just puffed his hair up. And so yeah, that was his sort of party trick, I think. That's, That's all his own long hair. hair. I mean, yeah. he must have been like you know William Hartnell's wig in hair length when it was oh, all yeah. you, know, you know just uh, slicked down. Well, weirdly, in in again in the making of, there's a uh, an interview with him from recent. I say recently, sort of within the last uh, sort of five years, and he hasn't changed a jot. It's no. like because he looked. I, I mean, <laughs> God knows how old he was back then, but he looks quite old. I don't think he was that old because he's, he, yeah, just brilliant. He's he, again sparkling. Uh-huh. His eyes are glittering. Yeah, he would have made a good Doctor. He's a complete joy. He's one of yeah. my favourite guest characters in all of yep. Doctor Who. You know, I think he's wonderful. It's a shame he's a bad guy, um, but he's just he's madly eccentric boffin. Yes. Um, but then we've got the end of episode one, and we've got the reveal of the robot. Um, so, 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 what do you think of the robot? What are your thoughts on on the robot? I, I adore it. I think it's superb. Um, what from from a from a modeler's point of view, it's a work of genius. Everything's made from flat panel. Mm-hmm. Um, I did toy with. Because remember, I, I got loads and loads of styrene sheets when HMV went under. Oh yeah, and you uh, and I I did toy with making a. A sort of a, a foot tall thing because it, it's all flat flat sheet because it's all flat sheet aluminium so there's no compound curves there's no nothing there's no 
you know, shaped stuff. So it's a, it's at once a simple idea, but incredibly well designed. There's so many facets to it. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I because the the suit was at um, it's been at various places, but it was at Slangoslin. It's at Do- it was at the Doctor Who exhibition. It's yeah. really beat up now, but but I remember I took loads of photos of it somewhere because um, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to make this. I'm going to I'm going to make one of these. It's, I love it. It's, I can't. The, in the again in the making of they're sort of they're saying stories about how how difficult it was for Michael Kilgariff to walk in it, and he would regularly topple onto his front just straight down six foot and i thought he must have been cut to ribbons yes because it is made entirely from aluminium isn't it yeah Um, it's it's it must be sharp as anything in there yeah i tell you what i like about it like you say it's multifaceted you've got all these extra details you've got all this interesting stuff going on and because there is just so much going on you know there's a man inside it but he's deep inside yes yeah it's not at no point do you ever do you get the lost in space sort of guest robot where it's a man in a silver suit type thing. Mm. This is so believable. Um, I love the fact that it's got it's got a face, but you have to look hard. Yes, <coughs> pardon me. You have to look hard for the face. Um, and also, the voice is perfect. The voice it, is super. It's a very Morbius yeah. monster yes. voice. I'm sure yeah. they've used the same, you know, effects package, uh, synthesizer oh, or whatever, yeah, for, for, for the same. No, he looks terrific. I love the fact that his brain lights up. Yes. Um, yeah. But, you know, you, you and I are like 50s B-movies. This yeah, is very this Colossus is, of yeah. New York or something oh, like yeah, that, especially definitely. with the big shoulders. That's a robot with big yes. shoulders and glowy eyes. But this this is also, we, we've often said it before, because we, you know, model makers and that, this is someone's made this with passion and love this mm. isn't a bbc technician that's under the hammer and just gets something out this is someone's put a lot more effort than is needed into this um because of love for the program mm. or love for their job uh, um, you know it's yeah well done to them <laughs> well done well done well done you yes yes and if you're of not course, dead yet well done yeah well done you yeah michael of course is looking out of the what is the robot's yes, mouth, mouth isn't he yeah that's yeah. correct yeah yes yeah 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 and I, lo- I i love this scene because what work really works here is the camera's quite low down looking yeah. up at him so he appears taller than he actually is yeah i mean he's not a short man <laughs> no but yeah this is this is looming this this i remember this end of episode and it's like ah. I mean, it, when he's outside, you know, and yep. you've got unit soldiers near him, his sense of mass and size diminishes yes. a bit. Yeah. But here, in the shadows, coming out like that, you know, oh, it's a terrific classic moment. It's a proper cliffhanger, like you yeah. say, isn't it? Because we've yeah. all been waiting for this, haven't we? Because it's called Robots. But I love, I love the time when Doctor Who would just give everything away in the title. So as kids, we're waiting. We want to see the robot. We love robots. So let's see the robot. And when you do see it, you're not disappointed. No, not at all. And you think it's going to attack Sarah. Stop! Um, it's very impressive. But what's it for? Ask it. It's voice controlled. What do you do? Insufficient data. Please be more specific. It has a terribly literal mind. Uh, what is your purpose, your function? I am experimental prototype robot K1. My eventual purpose 
is to replace the human being in a variety of difficult and dangerous tasks. Tasks for which I am programmed are mining operations of all kinds, operations involving radioactive materials. Terminate. Would go on for hours. Why all the mystery? Why didn't you just show him to me when I first came? My dear Miss Smith, why should we? You were a privileged visitor here. You abuse that privilege to pry into matters on the secret list. You're right, of course. I'm sorry. Not a bit of it. You were simply following the instincts of a good journalist. <laughs> and now if you've seen enough... Uh, it isn't dangerous, is it? Of course not. Why should it be? Well, it, it just struck me that it could be a very powerful weapon if it got into the wrong hands. It could be misused. Like this, you mean? This girl is an intruder and a spy. She must not leave here alive. Destroy her. Destroy her. I cannot obey. This order conflicts with my prime directive. You must obey. You are programmed to obey. I must obey. I cannot obey. I must Terminate. Like a lot of Doctor Who uh, villains and monsters, and I wouldn't necessarily call it a robot monster, but a lot, like, like a lot of Doctor Who adversaries, it immediately falls in love with the Doctor's companion. Mm, mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the King Kong parallels yes, are quite, yeah. you know, uh, stark here, yeah. Um, but I love the fact that he is self-aware. He knows he's a robot. Yes. He knows his purpose is to enter, you know, dangerous areas for mankind. Um, and Sarah asks, what, what is the lady's name? We've got Jellico and I can't remember her name. Oh, uh, I've no, forgotten her name. Wrong. I know she was married to Dennis Waterman at the time. Yes, yeah, good, mm. good actress. What the hell's? I only watched it the other night. I can't remember her name. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah Sarah asks her, "Is he dangerous? You know, somebody could use that as for you know, you know, you know, evil purposes." And that's when she says, "Well, uh, robot, kill her. She's an intruder." You know, yeah. Winters. And Winters. That's it. Winters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he can't because he's got yeah. his prime directive. Yeah, he's got the old Asimov directives. We yeah. like that. You know, yeah, yeah, classic. Yeah. yeah, and I like the fact that you know afterwards, you know, Sarah, you know, says, "Well, that was a cruel thing to do," and ask him if he's okay. You know, showing sympathy to the beast, yeah. isn't it? You know, um, and we find out after she's gone that he's he has got a prime directive, and but it's only just now being switched back on again. They 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 turn it off so he can go off and do his things. Yeah. Which is uh, is quite realistic, I think, because that uh, it's, it's what sort of annoys you know the um, the uh, iRobot film, mm, yeah, not really based on where well, it takes the title from the book, the one with Will Smith, in. and that annoys me that they they spend like an hour going these robots can't do it, and then it goes, but we we've, we've just turned that circuit off, and of course that's what people would do. Yes, you would yes. immediately you would immediately jailbreak these robots to turn them into killing machines wouldn't you it's just, oh, absolutely uh, yeah um next we've got that brilliant moment when the doctor goes to see professor kettlewell yes 
I tell you, as I told this young woman, I know nothing about the think tank and its activities. I severed all connections but with I them. But I saw the robot. Uh, that's impossible. I gave orders for him to be dismantled. Professor Ketwell, this is an official inquiry, well, and I must ask you... put those papers down, sir. Rams for a new soda, but... Yeah, that folder is private this and This will never do you. There are many if years... If over next consults with your disputed factor, you're losing half your output. Oh, rubbish. I took from all those look. calculations myself. The, error, the error's in the third part of the calculation. But you're doing vital work, Professor. Earth's human race should have started tapping solar power long ago. Yes, no, this new solar battery will provide an endless supply of pollution-free energy at a fraction of the present cost, and they haven't the wit to see it. Well, there you are. Yes, I've explained it to them over and over and over again, so I'm blue in the face. You will never can see what's under their noses above their heads. No, Concerning this room. Do be quiet, young man. You know, ever since the days of Galileo, science... And Copernicus. And Copernicus, scientists have had to put Professor... I think you ought to tell us about the robots. And you've got two eccentrics together. Oh, I, the eccentric I, I level this in this room has gone through the <laughs> ceiling, hasn't it? And I'm just, I'm just sitting there with a big smile on my face, yeah. you know, because, you know, um, Keswell says to the doctor, can you leave that alone? And, you know, he charms Keswell by saying, oh, part of that equation's wrong, doesn't he? Yeah. He gets, whips his calculator out and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they start talking about solar power and the doctor's on his side and, oh, yeah. oh mankind should have done this years ago, blah, blah. And I love the way the brigadier tries interrupting and Keswell goes, be quiet, young man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these, these are, in his place. Yeah, these are two two clever people that know they're clever um, and they haven't got time for the little people nope. anymore. And again, yeah, it, Tom Baker and um, uh, Kettlewell, they just absolutely bounce off each other. It's, it's, it's brilliant. And this, this could have been such a cliched sort of mad scientist, couldn't it? They, mm. could, have, they could have easily played it as the mad, you know, almost um, Morbius, not Morbius, from Doc 2 but Morbius from Forbidden Planet style mad scientists they could have easily done that but I, mm. I love the fact that you're immediately you're like the doctor approves of this person therefore I can trust them yes very good very again very good Terence Dick's misdirection Yes, of course, because we find yep. out later on yeah. that the Doctor is appalled that Sarah's yep. gone off with Kettlewell because he's already realised yep. that the inventor of the robot must be the only person that can turn the Prime Directive off yes. to the robot. Um, but in this scene, I mean, you say, you know, they're bouncing off of each other, and I, as I say, I love that be quiet young man to the Brigadier, yep. and I love Sarah Jane's like little smirk she's trying to, you know, suppress at the Brigadier's, you know, embarrassment, you know? Yeah, because they, they were always trying to sort of burst the Brigadier's pomposity. Uh, yes. was it? John, John, John Pert, we did it with, I think John Pert, we did it with charm and friendship. You never quite get the feeling with Tom Baker that I don't think the friendship was there with the Brigadier. And you, you, no. never, you never sort of got that. I don't think they worked as well together in that, in that way. Uh, no. And, and certainly with um, Benton, the, doc- the doctor's almost dismissive of Benton. Oh, Which yeah. John Pertwee would never be. No, no, um, no. Um, the fourth doctor is anti-army, isn't yes. he? Yes, yeah, yeah. It's, he, yeah, he's anti-establishment through yeah. and through, and yeah. the brig is the establishment, unfortunately. Hmm. Uh, next, you know, via the wonders of CSO, we have the robot coming through this wall to get to this yeah. minister, uh, kills the minister, 
because he's taken this thing out of his safe, yeah. which is the arming codes, isn't it, for all the nuclear yes. missiles? Yeah, because uh, uh, I love that line where uh, the, the, the Briggs says uh, they uh, gave them to us, of course, trust me, and then the doctor goes, yeah, well, they, they were all foreigners or whatever. It's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. such a great Anyone? line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and, and that's when the robot goes to see Professor Kettlewell. Yes. Um, again, how did he get there? How does he know the address to actually do you go reckon, there? Do you reckon he took the bus? He took the bus. I'd love it to might, see him on the bus. It might have been. It might yeah. have been. And he's there, of course, isn't he? He's going there to uh, ask for help. What's the matter? I have been given orders that conflict with my prime directive. They say there is no conflict, yet I know there is conflict. I do not understand. Help me. He's suffering. He knows he's doing wrong, even though his circuitry's been turned off. He knows he's doing wrong. And he's he's got a guilt complex going on, hasn't he? It's Again, clever, clever adult writing for, you know, for what is ostensibly a children's series I know it's not it was never made as a children's series blah 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 blah, blah. but um, the main the main audience at this point was children yes um, yeah but it's it's good multi-level storytelling again Terrence Sticks gotta love him yep yep um, the doctor comes calling uh, yes. shortly after after that doesn't he and um, and Kettlewell tells him that he's hidden the robot and it must be kept away from this SRS. Yes. Um, this uh, this think tank thing. Um, and uh, oh, I've lost my note. Um, and that oh, that's the end of episode two, isn't it? It, yes. it ends with the robot asking, "Are you the doctor?" Yeah. And when the doctor says and yes, he, he decides, that "I'm going to kill you." Yes. Yeah. This this is uh, this is the bit I remember the the start of the next episode. That was the jumble cell part. Oh right, so I, th- I think you were all right there because apparently that's the longest recap from a previous yes, uh, episode, yeah. uh, and it does, does go on because it's the whole you know running around uh, Kettlewell's basement, yeah. isn't it? I do, I do love the fact that in this scene, the the just random pair of step ladders, and that was due to a, a, a scenery strike. Yep, that they and they couldn't, couldn't move them. them. Yeah, yeah, it's just astonishing time we we got through there. Yeah, um, I mean they used yeah. it, don't they? They use it yeah. when Jellicoe is like, you know, fiddling around putting the prime directive uh, back off. Yeah, he actually uses the ladder, but God forbid nobody is allowed no one, to move yeah, that. Yeah, couldn't move them because yeah, it was a scenery person had to move it, and they'd gone on strike. Yeah, because what nonsense? Blue, Blue Peter, they couldn't put their. This was a studio that Blue Peter used as well, and they couldn't right. put their their scenery up because no one could take down the old one. So they they did an episode, didn't they, from the the Doctor's lab and the Kettlewell's lab, and that it's just it's such a weird time. It's, it's madness. It's madness. All right. Well, we go into episode three, and Sarah saves uh, yes. the Doctor because uh, the robot's just about to uh, well stand on his head, I think. You mustn't harm him! He is an enemy of humanity! No, he isn't. He's a good man, a friend! You were at the laboratory. You were concerned for me. You felt sorrow. That's right, and you refused to harm me even when you were ordered to. 
Those people are evil. They're lying to you. They've altered your programming to make you act all wrongly. I am confused. I do not understand. I feel pain. Smith, get down. No! No, don't shoot! Yeah, well, we, we get some nice... Um some nice mugging from Tom Baker, don't we, where he's trying to slip the marbles under the robot and he's trying oh, to, yes, uh, and trying to use trip his him scarf. Up with scarf and, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I love that as a kid. I loved when Tom Baker did stuff like that. It's a little bit silly now, but, <coughs> you know, I'm not, I'd much rather this than um, that it's solved because the Doctor uses uh, Sonic Screwdriver. Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, yeah, and he, he he tries blinding the robot, doesn't he, by yes. hanging his hat on it, yeah. um, which works to begin with. But then he's he's knocked unconscious, and yeah, he's just about to be trodden on, and that's when Sarah comes in, and yep. you know, the robot's got a conflict. He says that he feels pain, and it looks like Sarah's trying to talk him down from it. But that's when Benton comes in. It's King Kong again, moment time, isn't it? Everything's it's calmed down. She's calmed down this 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 monster, and then yeah, in come the army and and start opening fire ruining things what's really interesting though is is this is thought of as the king kong thing um but none of this in the original king kong none of this existed it was only mm. in the the um the the 70s kong which was sort of after this so i wonder if i wonder Good if point. actually doctor who started these tropes because the trope is that it is now is that that uh, um the, the 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 girl in the King Kong movie uh, felt sorry and loved Kong and was saying no, not in the original one. Fay Ray hated that bloody monkey. That <laughs> yep. was a murderous monkey. The monkey had the hots for her, but it's there was no reciprocal. Monkey. Yeah, um, <laughs> but this has got it. So I wonder if this, because this was based on King Kong, but used the the girl feels sorry for the monkey, and then the 1977 Kong took the. Dwan feels sorry for the monkey bit. So I, I, I often wonder if Terence Dix shouldn't get some credit for the whole... Yeah, you know. I think you might be right yeah. there. Yeah. But the robot goes away. He goes outside. They find Kettlewell tied up in a cupboard. Yes. Um, and says that the thing... Second time that someone's been tied up in a cupboard in this story. Yep. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Harry was, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, he also says that the robot is made out of living metal. Yes. And coincidentally, he's just come up with an enzyme... That will eat metal. To be fair, if I was if I was coming up and designing living metal, I would want to design something that destroyed that living metal <laughs> as a yes. safeguard. I guess so. I guess that's yeah. why he did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, shortly afterwards, Sarah takes Professor Kettlewell to an open evening. This SRS group have got yes. an open evening, and uh, and that's when the Doctor is appalled that Sarah's gone off yeah. with Kettlewell because he's he's twigged it. Yeah, this is this is weird as well because. Up until very recently, I never twigged that the SRS logo was the robot's face. It's the robot's face mixed yeah. with the swastika. It's meant to yeah. be partly swastika as well. Bit of a giveaway for him, isn't it? It's a bit it of a tawdry rather, meeting, this, isn't it, though? It is. It, yeah. I, I can see your jumble sale Nuremberg, being held there. Yeah, actually, yeah, those, the, the, I could see that. If they'd have panned the camera around, there would be me and a lot of old ladies rummaging through some jumpers. It's not unlike where we went to maximum power last Actually, year. Yeah, you're not, you're not it is just like a little village hall, isn't it? This this group that are going to, you know, uh, create chaos upon the world for the new order yeah. are having an open evening in like a village hall. Yeah, they've got they've got an attendance of about twelve. <laughs> 
this bit doesn't hold up any water whatsoever no. what the SRS's goal is it, it's shockingly naive that they think they can fire all the missiles and they will survive I mean she actually says to Jellicoe have you checked our food supplies yeah. you know that, that we've got enough for after the Armageddon I mean but you this, and I right now yeah. we don't know when we go out to the shops if we're going to come back with any food yeah you know and this is a nuclear Armageddon yeah I suppose this is this was the prevailing thought at the time, wasn't it? Because you, you must remember um, protect and survive leaflets and that, where yeah. it'd be like, if you could, if you could hide under a, a door for a week, you're fine because you know the nuclear fallout's gone and you can resume your uh, running your news agents and that. So I think this was the prevailing feeling at the time that, that a nuclear war was very much survivable, which is a very frightening thought that that people. You know the the military powers and the governments thought we could have a nuclear war. Mm. We could. Now you look back in horror and and realize. Yeah. You know, but but yeah, I think I think that was a prevailing thought then. If you could just if you could weather out the fallout for a couple of weeks, you're Everything fine. Will be all right. yeah. 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 Now we we've, yeah. we've just witnessed that the country can't weather out not having toilet roll for a few days. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I think they were. Yeah. I think you were right. I think they were a bit naive there. Yes, yeah. And it's at this point when Kettlewell gets up on stage. Sarah's yes. at the back hiding behind some convenient boxes that just happen to be there and the robot's revealed he's behind yeah, this, the uh, This is the only this is the only thing uh, and again it's I suppose it's budget and everything, but this is the only thing that that is a drawback for this this story I think is the fact that the sets are very small and not really big enough for what they mm. need to be. There's not many of them and they're tiny. Um, yeah. You can see that most of the budget went on the uh, the uh, outside broadcast yeah. sessions. Yeah, and the, the 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 robot is you know set on Sarah and yes. he's going to kill Sarah in front of all these people. And that's when the doctor comes in and he starts prattling about on yeah. stage. And I believe it when Tom Baker prats around on on a stage. I can believe it. This is something I I, I was never convinced with with Sylvester McCoy. No. Whenever he tried being the bumbling fool i didn't i didn't get it i didn't i i didn't believe it but here this is an act that the doctor's doing yeah you this is this is the doctor doing the act at no point do you believe he is a bumbling fool no um this is he's trying to do it to distract them um yeah it's you're right it's it in lesser hands this would be a a sort of cringe moment no but it's great yeah it's great yeah, and the unit arrives, and yep. the bad guys flee with Sarah, and the robot comes out. I love the way when the when the robot comes out, you've got Jellicoe, and yeah. you think Jellicoe is hiding behind the robot from protection from the bullets, but it's not. It's the actor. The actor is actually helping Michael yes. down those stairs because yeah, he couldn't see down. I mean, it, it does make a bit of a mockery that the unit troops are such bad shots that they can't pick off the guy in open view from four foot away yes true you know. true now yeah. you could you could you'd have a throwaway line where it was like the robot's projecting some sort of force field yes yeah, yeah now yeah, you would now because to be honest i could pick off every single one of them and, and end it there and then <laughs> yeah now this this uh story a, a lot of the exterior stuff is was being filmed at uh, um, the BBC's yeah, uh, Wood, uh, Wood Norton. Wood Norton, yes. Wood Norton, yes. A lot of, you know, the uh, SRS's um, uh, uh, 
uh, labs at the beginning that Sarah yeah. goes to visit. That's all there. Pretty much everything we're going to see now for the rest of the story that's outside is at Wood Norton. And I didn't realise that when Unit go to that nuclear bunker, you know, the door yeah. in the side of the hill, that is actually real. That's a real nuclear bunker. The BBC had a nuclear bunker at Wood Norton, but and the see, idea they, there was... There you go. So the idea, you know, they did believe that they could survive a nuclear war. Yeah, it was a case of the show must go on. Um, yeah. It was for somebody to be down there. Um, you know, th- again, it's very naive. Somebody's got to be down there, you know, transmitting the news in the event well, of a war. But well, nobody will have any televisions yeah. you know, after a nuclear war. That's not the British attitude. The thing is, though, in mid-70s, if they had said, we've only got a certain amount of time, we've got to save the top cream stars, it's going to be Jimmy Savile and Rolf Harris in there, isn't it? I guess so. Yeah, yes. I'm yes. Not, yeah. The world. I don't. I, I don't think I'd have wanted to survive the. And the guy from It's a Knockout. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, the robot is given a disintegrator gun. Um, yes. Give k- kills a soldier with it, and then it comes on. Yeah. Um, I used to have one of these. I used to have one of these. Yeah. Yes. 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 And uh, yeah, action it's an action man. man. It's an action man scorpion tank, yes. isn't it? I think the trouble is everyone in the audience had one of these. Yes. You know. It's and and it's right up close to the yeah. camera. That there is no mistaking what it is, and no amount of sound effects that you put over the top of it is going to take away from the fact that that is a CSO'd action man tank being pushed into frame. Yeah. It's um. It's not convincing, is it? No. Let's no. Let, yeah, let's be polite and say, yeah, the budget didn't stretch to it. I suppose I they could have they could have done it in the old 1950s way and had some stock footage of of a tank pulling up and then a robot mm. shooting in and just overlay a. Well, they were going to do stock footage of missiles being launched yeah. and planes being launched, or missiles getting ready to launch for this countdown thing. But uh, yeah, no, it's not convincing. But this I is good because you, you could you could own a prop that's. An exact replica of one used in Doctor Who. That is a very good point. That is a very good point, Mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, What I find a bit odd is, you know, we've said, you know, that that the the Doctor doesn't really want to be part of it, and he's like, you know, usually sat in the back of the Jeep with a hat over his head and everything. The Brigadier says, oh, I've got something to sort him out, and he brings in the tank. Now, presumably, there's a tank crew in that tank, and the Doctor just lets it happen. He just lets the tank be destroyed i think the doctor looked over and it, I, I think if they'd have pulled the camera back you would have seen that it was actually an action man tank that sergeant benton was pushing forwards he uh, was playing with his toys that's why the doctor that, doesn't yeah, say and the anything. doctor went oh he's just lost i'll buy him okay. another one later all right I, yeah. I would much rather believe that yeah. yes all right and and the robot says go now or i will destroy you yeah um, and that's when Kettlewell and Sarah and Harry come out of the bunker. Doctor! No, please don't shoot. We're no danger to you. You must go. The soldiers must go. You've got to let him in there. They are enemies of the human race. No, they're the enemies in there. They want to start an atomic war. Kill millions of people. <laughs> You must go, or I will kill. I must kill you. I must destroy you. No, no, no. He was only telling... 
Again, he tells them they must go and accidentally kills Kettlewell. Yes. Yeah, um, in, in a in a an, an hilarious um, crossfade. Because if you if well, next time you watch it, watch uh, Liz Sladen's face just before they cut the you know the professor out. Um, it's wonderful. She she's sort of she's looking. She's doing that eyes darting as if to say, are we, are we meant to move yet? Are we meant to move uh, yet? Oh, is she? Yeah, it's brilliant. Go you want, you watch it. Yeah, go and watch it. I hadn't spotted that because yeah. whenever Professor Kettlewell's on, I oh, yeah, look at true. Professor Kettlewell. Yeah, his but hair he, draws your eyes in. Indeed. Yeah, he's gone now. I guess he had to die. I mean, he is a bad yes. guy, isn't he? You well, know, you need uh, you needed some you need something to tip the monster over the edge because the trouble is we've had a, a almost sympathetic monster at this point yep. up to this point. So you need something to tip it over the edge, don't you? Yeah. Uh, and this is classic. You destroy your own parents type thing, isn't it? Yeah, he, yeah he falls to his knees and then falls over. That mm. must have hurt. Oh, God, I bet he had lacerations. Go on, Bennett. Um, um, the countdown is stopped by the Doctor, yeah. and while he's stopping that, Sarah and the robot have vanished. Yeah, I, I don't understand bit. this. How do they vanish? This is Blake 7 not noticing that... Uh, uh, Cal has disappeared. Come back up. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, they're in a room. They're there yeah. in this underground bunker. They're in a room that nobody seems to be able to find. Honestly, they're bound to find us. Anyone who finds us will be destroyed. Why? What's the point of more killing? I, I keep telling you, it's all over. What can you do alone? I can bring about the destruction of humanity. But do not fear, Sarah. You alone will be saved. I can't imagine the brigadier not saying to someone, Jenkins, keep an eye on that robot over there. Hmm. Yeah. Well, he reckons, the robot reckons, he's still going to destroy humanity, yeah. but don't worry, Sarah, you're going to be safe. I love know? it. He's so touching in this, isn't he? Yes. But don't yeah. worry, Sarah. <laughs> yes, and he resets the countdown back to 300, and yeah, yeah it's all going to happen. And um, um, what I don't like about the robot is sometimes, you know, when he's got a conflict, you know, Michael inside the suit does tend to uh, flay the arms around quite yes. a bit. And, and, and those claws on the end of the balsa wood arms they do flop around an awful lot yeah he's got, he's got very uh very flimsy wrists hasn't he this he has yes he hasn't got strong wrists no. uh the, the doctor finds the metal virus we never see what it does i mean you know um he he, he drips some on a iron bar or something but we ju we only have harry and the doctor's uh reaction to it because i guess yeah. you know that would have been too much effort um the countdown's overruled and sarah pleads uh, with the robot to give himself up but he, he says he can't be destroyed and goes back outside. And I love what happens next in that the brigadier goes, I know what I'll do. And he gets the disintegrator yeah. gun and says, for once, we won't be needing the doctor, doesn't yeah. he? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and what happens? on his own petard there. I love yes. these moments. You get these in a few stories anyway. The, the brig does what he thinks is best. But he should have listened to the doctor. He's a he's an amazing character, and I love oh, it when you know it, because when they do take the Mickey out of him, it's done in such a an affectionate way. You know, yeah, he's not he's he not looks a, a bit of, silly, yeah. but he's not a figure of fun. Yeah, exactly. You've still he's still got respect, and it's all yeah, it's it's really well done. He could What's have the, easily become a bumbling 
yes, yeah. character. But is, it, Nick Cort is it the is three stupid. doctors where he, he goes, when they're on an alien planet, he goes, I'm pretty sure that's Chroma. Yeah, three doctors, yep. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Terrific, terrific line. And it's not sending him up or anything, no, you know. No, it's, it's, it's perfect for the character. And, and Nick Corton is such a good actor. Yes, yeah. yes. So, no, no, it, it, it's all for nothing because all yeah. it does is it absorbs the energy and it grows, which is a pretty bad CSO effect, the growing thing, because, of course, he's highly reflective and they've used yellow for the colour for the CSO, <laughs> yeah. but, of course, he's reflecting. Yeah. This, the, the yellow's this, reflecting on him, so bits of him keep disappearing. Yeah, this is the, this is the trouble with uh, chromatic, chroma key, or CSO as the BBC called it. Um, that yeah, you, you it's the worst thing to to do it with is either a reflective surface or frizzy hair. Mm. Now they used to use it all the time in John Pertwee, and that, it, it, it didn't like. Boy, his didn't hair. we notice yes. it? Yes, <laughs> and um, so they decide we've got an incredibly shiny robot. Let's use it on this. Mm. Now you could go in and and fix it. You know, you could easily. Fix, I mean, you'd probably do it at home if you wanted to. Um, but I'm 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 sort of surprised they wet they because some of these are really bad. Like at one point, his entire legs disappear. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm surprised they the the, the higher ups wet didn't go. You're going to do something about that, but. Mm. But also, of course, you know, 74, you know, people's TVs were a lot smaller. Yes, a true, lot of yeah. people were still watching in black and white. And yeah. I'm guessing that would help the next terrible bit, which is when he picks Sarah up. Yes. Oh, that's awful. Because you've got not only got reflections, you've got shadows. And again, CSO doesn't like shadows because it changes the background color yeah. to something that doesn't. So you end up with those lines. And um, it's those. Li- yeah. it's, it's the dull Sarah. Yeah, the dull that they've terrible. used... I'm sure my sister had a doll just like yeah. that. One it's, of those big haired dolls. Or, yeah, or Cindy or Pippa. something. Yes, Pippa. Yes, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Dreadful. And and then he picks up some unit soldiers as yeah. well. I don't think they're even action men. I don't think they've even no. used yeah, action I, men. It would be that. good if they were action men because that would explain the tank, wouldn't it? Yes, yes. <laughs> that was the crew of the tank, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's at that point where the Doctor and Harry are in Bessie, aren't they? Yes, and, oh, I love uh, Bessie. Yeah, I mean, we don't see Bessie after this. We, uh, I think we see in the Five Doctors, don't yeah, we? And it, yeah. um, Battlefield. Yeah, but, but no The Brigadier's got this. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and um, yeah, Harry's driving. The, the Doctor's got this bucket of goo yeah. and uh, throws it, this enzyme thing, on the robot who glows red and shrinks away to nothing. Yeah, making a, a horrible painful noise yes you feel yeah. sorry for and it at the end i it? feel sorry for it but the doctor all the way through this yeah. is grinning away yeah like mad um because later on you know that we've got remorse from sarah um yeah. and he tries cheering up and asking her very first tom baker story we get the very first would you like a jelly baby yeah um and and then he says it was a wonderful creature to try and you know comfort her but he yeah. was grinning like mad when he destroyed it, it yeah it's it, it's almost his his un, lack of sympathy is almost at uh, general melchit levels about uh, um darling's uh, rabbit isn't it when he yes. ran it over and killed it um yeah he i love that it's like uh, it was a beautiful creature i killed it <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Um, and we're almost at the end of the story. I yeah. like the line that uh, the doctor says about there's no point in being a grown-up if you can't be oh, childish sometimes. Yeah. 
which sums up the fourth Doctor. Yeah, sums up that the whole era, I think. And it could have ended there, but it doesn't. It ends with another terrific moment, which is the Doctor and Harry, when Harry comes in and asking them what they're up to. Yep. Hello. Oh, what are you two up to now, eh? We're just going on a little trip. Uh, would you like a jelly, baby? A little trip? What, in that old police box? Yes, as a matter of fact, in that old police box. <laughs> Come along now, Doctor. We're both reasonable men. Now, we both know that police boxes don't go careering around all over the place. Do we? Of course we do. The whole idea is absurd. <laughs> is it? Hmm. You wouldn't like to step inside a moment, just to demonstrate that it is all an illusion. Well, if you think it'll do any good. Oh, yes, it'll make me feel a lot better. Doctor? In you go. Righto. And I love it. I love the way he gives Harry a jelly baby and, you know, Harry just takes it and starts nibbling on it. And uh, and uh, when he says, oh, you can't go away in a police box, can't I? Oh, no, 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 it isn't. And, it, and I like the way Tom Baker, he's got this crestfallen look on his face and just angrily takes the jelly babies back. Yes, yeah. I love this because Harry is convinced that this is the Doctor's mania, isn't it? He's so 100% certain that the doctor's wrong in this case and he's going to placate him all right i'll go inside the box then doesn't he yeah and i love the way all we get is the oh i say (laughs) from inside it's a brilliant way to end it i mean that isn't the very end of the the ending is they go and the brigadier comes in and then that's it you know the ending but what a terrific story to start the fourth doctor and i i think the only reason it it doesn't have a higher opinion is not not the fault of the story or the production or anything it's just the fact that it's followed by some absolute you know almost perfect serials well, well um, we're going to come to yeah. them i mean yes it's ark in space isn't it yeah. sontaran experiment and then genesis, genesis of, the daleks. of the daleks yeah and then the, the best of the bunch revenge of the cybermen yeah. <laughs> I love revenge. I can't. I can't not love revenge. It's got some we will be talking about revenge one will, day. Yeah. We will. We will. Um, he he never came back. The giant robot. Um, no. the only reference there is to him is in Planet of the Dead. Uh, David Tennant one where the Doctor asked Malcolm if the giant robot was his favourite. Do you remember there was that yes. ma- that comedian Lee something, isn't it? Who, Lee uh, Mac. What? Lee Mac. No, not Lee Mac. The one who thinks he's Norman Wisdom. Oh, uh, I know. Lee Evans. Yeah. Lee Evans, yeah, yeah. Who's a like oh, fanboy up. of the yeah. Doctors? Yeah, yeah. And so there's a reference yeah. there. I'm surprised. I mean, they couldn't really bring the K1 back, but they. Could, I mean, they, you could have found a way out and you know put give him a new paint job and say he's K2. Well, um, in the comics, uh, um, we, we have other versions. Did you know all this? Have Have you read or heard uh, or, or it seen? It doesn't ring a bell, but you, you don't surprise me. Do you think he's related to K9? No. My daughter asked me that tonight, and it's like, no, no. Um, no, there, there's an audio book called The Relics of Jeg, Jegsaw, uh, yeah, where the, the living metal was a plot device taken from K3. Oh, K3. K3, yes. Is that is that the one where they made the robot but didn't make him a hulking tank? Because it was I... a stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's a comic strip called Robo Rampage. It's a 12th Doctor one, where K2... Oh, um, okay. He grows and rampages through London. Do you remember Call Me Kenneth? 
All right, well, Judge Dredd, yes. Yeah, I, I love yeah. that robot. So I just, when you said K2, for some reason, I would picture Paul McKenneth. Yeah, yeah, it was the Robot Wars, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. God, that was good. We should do um, Judge Dredd and character. Judge Dredd. Well, speaking of comics and, you know, uh, more in the line of, you know, traditional, you know, standalone comics, um, he, the, I don't know how, but in Captain Britain... Right? right, there's there's a party scene in Captain Britain, and you can see him in the background. He's at a party. Oh, bless the K one robot. Well, he's got you know he's got to get out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he appears he appears unofficially in a couple of annuals, doesn't he? Where they've just used no, uh, does they, he? Yeah, they've they've used stock photos, and I think one of the Peter Davison ones they he appears in, and they've sort of changed a few details, and oh, right. one of the seventies one he appears in. Yeah, right. Um. Eagle Moss do do. Uh, I got him. I'm looking at him now. Yeah. Oh, you've got him. him now. Yeah, it's but isn't he? He's he's like human sized, isn't he? He's pretty much uh, what, no, what, no, about six, seven foot tall. Oh, he, is he a he, big one? Yeah, he's he's about. I wouldn't say twice the size of a normal figure, but he's he was one of the the special. You know, every now and again they do a special yeah. like the Tardis and uh, Azal and that. And he's but he's he's the biggest of all those special. He's bigger than oh. the Wiran. Yeah, he's he's a real nice size. He weighs a ton, and he always comes broken. Oh, does he? Everyone says because he's got he's got flimsy ankles and flimsy uh, wrists. Oh right. You know. Did yours come broken? Uh, no, because I went through loads at WH Smiths and managed to find one that wasn't. But almost oh, all I of the you. others were knackered. Um, but See, I've been. I, put... I, I send you a photo to put on Facebook, but he's he's absolutely lovely. He's one of my favourite of the Eagle. Yeah, if you if, if you could take a photo of him alongside like a doctor or something, yeah, so yeah. I can see because I've been put off. I've seen him on their site, and I thought he was just human sized. No, no, no. He's he's massive. In fact, what I could do is I I'll take a picture of him, the Tardis, and Tom Baker, and then you can uh, you can have. A Oh, excellent. All right. Okay. Uh, what's next? What's next? Oh, yes. Right. We've got to get into our ratings. Shall we do the ratings or shall we do the Earth date? Let's do the Earth date Earth first. Date, yeah. All right. When do you think this appears? Where? What, 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 what sort of decade? Where in the decade do you reckon this appears? I, well, I, if we're going on the timeline we've established already, this has got to be uh, about 81, 82. Um, right. It's definitely because robotics is further ahead than we were in, well, than we are now, but let alone in the 74. Um, but nothing else about it doesn't scream, this is the mid 70s. Mm. Um, the fashions are mid 70s. I mean, Jellicoe's suit couldn't be any more <laughs> 70s if you tried. Um, but yeah, I design, I mean, for a long time, I always, I always went with the the unit stories happened when they happened. Mm. But when you look at some of the early ones, like when we said about um, Web of Fear and that, there was obviously a, a, a concerted effort to make it a few years in the future. Yes, yes. Um, I, I, think, I think Mad Max summed it up right, didn't it, by just saying a few years from now. A few years now. from now, Because yeah. we still ain't got giant robots. All right. Okay. Well, if we say eighty-one, eighty-two-ish, yeah, for that. Yeah, all right. Okay. All right. You say Jellico. Did you know that the first choice for Jellico was Colin Baker? Really? He actually yeah. he would have been he would have been superb because he would have brought. Because I do like the actor that's playing Jellico, but he's a little bit understated. I suppose yes. he had to play it like that because Winters was so over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, Colin wasn't available, oh, uh, he but he was Although first it would, choice. It probably would have meant we wouldn't have got him as a sixth Doctor. No, 
No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. All right, so let's get on to our ratings. I always look forward to the rating things. Yes. All right, so the, the the first rating that we have tonight is the design rating. Yep. All right. Uh, now, do do you need a reminder of where we are? Well, yeah, I think it, it's, it's handy to remind. Yeah. All right. Well, of course, what we do is we um, we each give ours, and then we find the average. And at the moment, that that boiled down to. At the top of the pile, we've got the Axon Monster yep. with eight and a half. Then you've got the Web of Fear Yeti and the Vord at seven. Then we've got the Abominable Yeti at five and the Axon Human at two. Okay. So for, so, for me, for design-wise, I not not how it look, not how it moves and that, but design-wise, this is a ten for me. I think this is absolute perfection of robot design. I love it. Okay, I gave it a nine, and the reason I didn't give it a ten is, yeah, the floppy wrists, um, you know, the floppy claws, um, you know, yeah, they could have been a bit sturdier, but uh, no, no, it's a terrific design, terrific. Um, It's one of those ones where it looks great in photos, but it doesn't diminish when you actually see it, you know, talking. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, when when you see it in a, a darkened room, always terrifying yeah but what about its effectiveness i mean but because yeah. what you've got to take into account now is its effectiveness when it's regular sized yeah when it's interacting with other people when it's the giant robot as well so what would you give it for that ian so when it when it's normal size i mean moving about it's not because of the, it, I mean, there's one scene where he almost falls over, and they leave it on film because he claps on his foot. It's a, he's, he suffers from the um, the Vord problem that it's almost mm. like he's walking in uh, flippers, and you mm. you trip yourself up on your own feet. So, do you want a separate score for all of them or a combined? No, a combined, combined. one. We, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so he has problems when he's moving about normal size. The less said about his giant size, the better. I think that knocks it down. And that's not his fault, but we've got to take mm. into account, you know, the, the way they do it. Um, interacting with people, I, the voice is superb. I'd, I'd give the mm. voice 10 out of 10 as well. But overall, his effectiveness on screen, I think, drops down to about 7 for me. Because he's that's a bit, exactly what uh, I've got. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a bit unwieldy, isn't he? Like, we, we get this so often, don't we, that the, the design is superb, but they just haven't got time to iron the the wrinkles out of using it because i imagine michael kilgariff probably didn't even get to try this on until a day before filming mm. um so you, you of course haven't got time to learn how to walk in it i mean no. you think something like lord of the rings where they sent everyone on boot camps to learn sword fighting for months beforehand and yeah it i understand why he's clunky but it does it does detract from him a little bit <laughs> mm, yeah yeah. Well, having said that, if you and I agree on a seven, yep. um, and the other one was um, nine and a half, came out n- nine and a half. If, yeah, if you stick them two together and divide it by two, that gives you an adversary rating of eight point two five. Um, is that the highest yet? He is the highest. Yes, the next one he's to him is above everyone. Yeah, yeah, he's towering above all of them. The nearest one to him is the Axon Monster with a seven. So he's yeah. a a point point two five higher okay Excellent. i think so, that's fair yeah he's, i think that's a good score for him Bless yes him. yes okay well that's that so we're almost done we've got one more thing to do and um next time of course it's your turn ian it choose. is yes 
and this is where the podcast could start costing me money uh, because from, yeah, from here on in, <laughs> yeah, yeah with, with the doctors after yeah. this, I've kind of been cherry picking the stories to buy, yeah. buy and own. Okay, so there is a good chance I may not own it now. Okay. Well, let me let if me just I go don't... online and see what the most expensive <laughs> DVD set is. What's the rarest, yeah. most expensive? Because I, I would. I would rather get them on yeah. DVD because then you get all the extras yes, and the yeah, in, info and stuff like that. All yeah. right. So, um, Fifth Doctor. Who so are this, you choosing this, for the Fifth Doctor? This jumped out straight away to, for me because this this was a story where I I gelled with the Fifth Doctor and went, "Oh, this is Doctor Who," and that's the Terraleptils in the Visitation. I do not have it. Do you not have it? Oh, you've got no. a treat in store for you. I don't have it. My, my abiding memory of the Terraliptals is their rather badly opening and closing lips. Yeah, they, got lips that aren't they, very convincing. They have, yeah. They, they were quite proud of the animatronics, but it's not age-well. But also, the added bonus of this story, of course, it fits into our on-the-buses uh, uh, oh, fetish. You've got Arthur. We've yes. got Arthur. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well. Well. I don't know how long Amazon are giving for uh, deliveries these <laughs> days, but yeah, uh, yeah. I'll get, I'll, I'll get of straight world, off and yeah. order it. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this one. Be good to All see right. what you think of it. It will be. Well, I've never owned it. I've never owned it on videotape, and of course not on DVD. Yeah. So you've and never seen it since its initial broadcast. No. No. I, I didn't. I don't think I even recorded it. Really? Um, I don't know. I don't think I home videoed it either. No. I don't think I had a home video. What? What? What year is this? Uh, that would have been eighty-two. No. I, 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 we didn't get a video recorder until about eighty-five. Yeah. So yeah. No. I haven't seen this since transmission. I just know of. When you see clips on, you know, the documentaries on Doctor Who and you see it and you see the lip going, that's the only way yes. I remember that, you know. I, 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 I'm, I'm intrigued by this now. I'm so am I, it. because I do like coming into things, um, you know, going into things where I've got a, yeah. a vague memory and then sometimes, you know, uh, it, coming into it afresh, you know. Excellent. Oh, all right. Good stuff. Okay. Well, we'll do the recording once Amazon's arrived. All <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> yeah, there might be a, there might be a lengthy wait. Might be. Yes. All right. Okay, folks. Nice see you. See you next time when we go to the fifth doctor. So, ho- ho- hopefully, you know, it will be a good one, and w- you'll be bowled over. You know, fifth doctor cricketer. Oh. Bowled over. Yeah. I, I, I was. Oh, your, your joke was drowned out by the noise of tumbleweeds. <laughs> Says it all. All right. Thank, you, thanks, Ian. You didn't hit me for six there. No. <laughs> sorry. Um, no, it's too late. I can't think of another one. <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, uh, thank you. I enjoyed that one. Robot. Excellent story. All right. If you haven't watched it, any listeners haven't watched it, I mean, A, what the hell are you listening to this podcast for? And yeah. B, go off and watch it. And C, if you have a season 12 Blu ray set that you don't yeah. want, then I'll, I'll have it. Yeah. 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 Donations to Eric. Uh, yes. Happily received. Yes. All right. P.O. Box. Dot, dot, yeah. dot. Yeah. All right. Cheers, Ian. Nice See you, Ian. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.